Eric Owen. Are we? Is this it? Is this happening? Thumbs our, up our from everybody. First, our first return guest. That's uh, wow. there. It is. Dudes, this is uh this is a whole different setup than last time. Wow. I know, I know, and it's so funny because oh, we were in the other in the we were it was what well, like our second. So you were number two. Interview. You were number interview. two. Wow, it's uh, not not to say the other way wasn't professional. <laughs> of course, you guys are the consummate professionals, but this is uh, a whole other level. Can you hear me? Okay, am I echoey at all, or is it okay? I think we're, I think good. we're good. Riley, you're okay, good with okay. the audio over there, or Ryan. We got I think uh, we, we're getting we got thumbs, thumbs up. up from production. Okay, cool. Is that is that like a full on sign back there, or is that green screen? Green screen. <laughs> Don't spoil okay. the magic. No, he needs Sorry. to know. He he's just he's in the, the game now. Down he's and... in the game. There, oh, it, there is. it is. It's <laughs> it's wild. Why is it the color green? That's the thing that can do. I think it's like, just a really easy color to separate. Is that it, Riley? Why is the sky blue? Like it's just one of those things. There's not a lot of green in skin tones. You haven't seen me oh, after a night oh. of mcdoubles <laughs> a night of mcdoubles <laughs> oh man and i see i see peter you're wearing that giant hat it's still yeah it's tough to put it on today but still with, rocking it with i'm still. assuming a shirt you got in chicago and a pearl jam shirt as well yeah which i think are oh. you are you in austin right now i'm in austin right now i actually went to pearl jam two nights ago i was ago. just gonna say they were just there the last couple of nights yeah, yeah my buddy went both nights i went on night one and it was a talk about a passionate fan base oh my I god mean, it's insane jeez it's it's it was wild to see. I I don't think it's only only my third time seeing them. I saw them once in Toronto when I was like a teenager, and then ACL here, the big festival. Which it's not the same seeing your favorite, especially a band of the passionate passionate fan base at a festival. Yeah, it was great, but you know they kind of do more greatest hits. To see how hardcore that I kind of knew they were because I have friends that are obsessed and have seen you know twenty plus shows. But man, people, it was wild watching when Even Flow came on. Is when the most people went to the bathroom. <laughs> You know, yeah. that was the bathroom song. People like, oh, I've heard that, you know, yeah. they, they wanted to hear the deep cuts, which I, which I like and appreciate. Did you get any magical moments at your show as a Pearl Jam fan, a diehard? Yeah, for sure. And it's funny, like you talk about that fan base, like when I was in, in line. So I saw them in Chicago and yeah. we're waiting in line to get in and I'm talking to all the people around me. And I'm like, that was my fourth time seeing them. And yeah, the guy yeah. in front of me was 20. It was going to be his 29th and 30th. There was another guy that was at mm -hmm. 45. There's a guy from the Netherlands. There's somebody from Florida. There's somebody from Ohio. Like oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's insane um the passion that pearl jam fans have but it's funny what i remember more about the show than the songs and we got some pretty good deep cuts um yeah, yeah. but just eddie's stories right like i i that's oh, that's yeah. the part i love eddie had his so he's he was raised in chicago so he had yep. uh, his great aunt had passed away just before they'd gotten there so he was at her service the day before so he kind of introduced his family was in the crowd told oh, a story wow. about going to the apartment that his uh that his grandma used to own uh, and that, you know, she raised all her kids there and all his cousins and the grandkids. And then th there were some guys out looking at him going, what, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is this? Yeah. So Eddie said he got a little nervous and, and these guys came walking over and they were kind of big and tough. And he was scared for a second. And then the guy was like, are you who fucking Eddie better? Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, this used to be my grandma's place. And they're like, yeah, this, that was the rumor. We'd heard that as a rumor. Oh, wow. So anyways, I, the, the songs were great and there were some amazing deep cuts, but I just, I love the stories. Yeah, I know he's a big uh, he's a big Cubs fan. Was that at Wrigley that one, or was it in the arena? That was at the arena. Yeah, but okay. I went I went and saw the Giants and the Cubs the following day, and of course the buzz oh, was, well, of course Eddie's going to be here, to, of course, to do the seventh inning stretch. But he wasn't. Oh, or he might have oh. been. He might have been there, but he didn't do the seventh inning stretch that. Day. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. He, has, he probably wants a day off where he doesn't have to like be the guy. You know, he yeah. just wants to blend in probably a day or two. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, Eric, um, you're here, yeah. the first return guest on the road. This, this is our first return guest. Look at you. I'm I'm, I'm honored. Uh, thank you so much for letting me be the one. There's, yeah, of course, a, man. Who, 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 who did I, who did who did I beat out for that? <laughs> who, who, who was well, possible? the 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 thing that 
we're really looking forward to is that we're, we're talking to you not as a drummer and songwriter, but as a yeah, first time writer, director of a, a full feature film. Like that's wild, man. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Something a little different, you know, they kind of, they go hand in hand in some ways. Now you had told us about this a couple years ago or, or at least sure. cause it was, I think you guys were here about a year ago in Red Deer. I think it was yeah, last summer was, was the, was that the show. Was yeah, it was last year, and at that point, the ed, uh, we had just finished editing the movie, so it was kind of almost it was almost done. I think at that point, uh, it was just the finishing touches of uh, color. Speaking of color, the green screen, you know, just doing the finishing touches on the movie in color. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's uh, and and finally it sees it's you know it, it has seen the light of day. So it's it's a great you know you work on something for so long, and then you just kind of like okay, I know we have to do all these things to set it up, but let's just get it out there. But it's just like entertainment doesn't work like that. It's, the music business, I'm sure you guys imagine, is slow. It takes a long time to get anything done. Yep. Film is like exponentially even greater. So right. well, it's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. What's more exhausting, being a drummer on tour or being a first-time writer-director of a movie? <laughs> that is a phenomenal question. Physically, there's no question that it's drumming on tour, but mentally, it's yeah. also no question being a, a director, uh, especially for this, and that I was the director and the producer, like the main producer, if mm -hmm. there's other producers, but I was kind of, you know, it all fell on my shoulders. So, you know, on tour, there's, you know, there's like a couple hours in the day where the, when you're traveling to the venue, you're either in a van or a bus or even flying, it's taxing getting there, but you still have hours where you can just like not think about anything or mm -hmm. you can just kind of zone out or listen to music. Doing the movie, I literally, you know, we shot for 12, you know, 11 hours a day. And then I had to, uh, I basically had like 18 or 19 hours of work to do every day where like, it wasn't like there's was a minute to even think like my, my couple minutes where I went to eat or I got to eat, I still had to like do things. So mentally it was so draining and taxing. It was rewarding, but when it was done, it was just like the biggest relief, not physically. Cause again, physically I was, I was totally okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a lot, man. Before we get too into the weeds with it, what's the, what's yeah. the rule on spoilers? Like, what can we talk about? What, like, well, I was how just, deep can we, before we get, I was thinking about that questions. on the drive up first, first <laughs> uh, movie interview, but uh, yeah, yeah we'll, 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 well, and it's be, fairly fresh too. So I don't want to, we'll be yeah. smart about it. We'll try to be, okay. we'll try to be smart. Um, okay. Get a few things away. So with like, first of all, the movie, we saw a test screener, right? Yeah. Uh, what are the actual release plans for Thursday? Oh, it's it's out now. It's okay. available in, in Canada. It's only available on Apple okay. right now. Uh, in the U.S., it's Apple TV and Amazon, and it'll likely I, I don't want, I can't say where it's going to next, but mm -hmm. it's available for for rent right now, rent or purchase, and then it'll go it'll go to one of the streaming services to just stream um, in a couple months. Is there a reason why Apple seems to be a, a really good platform for it right now, or an, a platform with availability? You know, it's a, fu a funny thing. It turns out in Canada, so Apple and Amazon are both are both great. They both, you know, uh, my company Gravitas can you know got got them on both platforms. In Canada, though, in Amazon, which I didn't really find out until very recently, and I would have done differently to get released on Amazon in Canada, you have to have French subtitles and a French dub already available, which I did not do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So you've been brushing up on your French. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't can you speak French, Patrick? Hell no. No. Oh, maybe, why, why do I think you can speak French? I don't know. No, definitely okay. not me. Bateman. Okay. I was the only Bateman Patrick, Patrick uh, that Bateman? didn't do French immersion. Okay. <laughs> Regrettably. Um, okay. So, so viewers in Canada can watch it on Apple, Apple TV. Apple TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's rentable, purchasable. All that stuff. Going That's through sick. that process, like what, I mean, there must have been a huge learning curve, right? Like how many mistakes were made where you're like, oh, I got it. Oh. 
Oh, constantly. Yeah. Because there's there 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 are books you can can read for you know filmmaking and directing, um, which I've read actually more now after the movie. Uh, I read I read several before, but it's kind of one of those things that you kind of have to do it to learn. Like you can only read so much in a book. So man, I did learn a lot. The biggest thing I was kind of joke about the movie is that I learned that I don't want to be a producer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because uh, it's man, it, very much equating it to music in the band is that being a film or TV producer is almost, it's a lot like being a tour manager. It's, it's more than that, but it's very similar. The skill set, which I can do some of that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm good with some logistical things. Um, there are creative elements of producing as well, but the, the logistical stuff is just not my strong suit. So it was good to learn kind of exactly what that position is. Cause a lot of people don't know like the, the difference between like a producer an executive producer an associate producer and to kind of learn that um, was interesting, but yeah, the, and then just how much things cost. Yeah, it's fascinating to learn. <laughs> yeah, is there? Have you published a budget for the film? Uh, there's a published budget. Yeah, on, it's on uh, IMDb, so it's it's low. It's it's fifty thousand. Oh, well, still though, that like I I yeah. I. I, I hmm. How do I say this without sounding condescending? <laughs> no, do it. Yeah, do, do, do a it. A year ago, you told us that you wrote and directed a film, a full film. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've watched a pl plenty of indie films over the years. Sure. Um, I, I have to say, I'm like very impressed yeah. because for someone oh, that's never really done it before, like, have you ever made a short film? Oh yeah. Several short films. Okay. 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 So yeah, you're not, yeah, yeah. You, it's not totally fresh. That, that makes a no. lot of sense then. You know yeah. what? Honestly, I think about the work that goes into making like a 90 second video for well, yeah. the socials for and how an hour like, 34, as, I just, oh, I yeah. couldn't imagine the amount of organization that that would take. Oh, it took it took a year to make it uh, took a year of my life yeah. <clears throat> from from writing it to then obviously the, the pre-production and getting everything set up and then filming it. And then after, you know, uh, I didn't, you know, someone I have a good team. So I had a good editor and a good sound person. But uh, I did the score. Mm -hmm. I did all the music. And that took, a, you know, that takes a while. And doing the edit, you know, I've, I've probably seen the film over 100 times because I've, you know, I've seen so many different edits. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's very time consuming, but very, very rewarding when it's, when it's finally done. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole different beast in, yeah. in, in so many ways. How many shooting days? Uh, man, we only shot, so we actually were supposed to do is 14, which is not many. Right. And then we lost a full day in, in a Texas freeze. And oh. we just... The main, the main character, uh, Brian, the lead in the film, he had, he was going to be in a, an HBO show called Love and Death mm -hmm. was filming here, and he had, a, he had a role on that show. So he, like, after that, he was like unavailable for a couple days. So we just lost a full day. So it was just that was the end. The producer mind, like, okay, how do we yeah. make that up? And oh, it's so stressful. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and then I'm curious about casting. Like, are are, yeah. are some of these actors friends of yours from living in Austin over the years? Did you go through a serious casting call? Yeah, so the only person I knew was uh, Laura Kovacevich, who uh, played Lucy, who's the main, the, the leading lady in the film. Mm -hmm. She's she's been my friend for a while. She was in all my shorts and um, just know each other for a while. Awesome person, very talented actress. Uh, everything else was a casting call, and that's that's a different beast as well. Just getting, you know, a, big, a higher budget movie, you get a casting director that kind of weeds you know, weed some people out and gives yeah. you just like the kind of creme de creme. Oh man, it was, I had to watch so many reels and you know, th there's some, some people need a lot of work, you know, and I, I appreciate anyone putting themselves out there because it's such a hard thing to do and you have to, um, but you know, I watched a lot of things where it's just like, Ooh, man, this is it's a lot of, you watch a lot of, yeah, you watch a lot of people that, are, that, you know, they, they might get there, but they don't, they're, they're not, they're not there yet. Yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate that because you gotta, you gotta start somewhere. 
but yeah, there was a lot of a lot of hours watching some not so great reels, and then yeah, having a casting casting done in person, which again, that having someone audition, yeah, it wasn't just me because that'd be awkward. Uh, but I had my my partner and my my director of photography, and actually Lori was there for the auditions too, and another producing partner. So it's four of us in the room with these people, and it's it's an interesting, bizarre experience that I'm I'm just gonna have to get used to, yeah. and I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it never gets easier for anyone doing it because it's it's an odd thing, you know, to to do that. Well, that leading into that, then how was the directing role for you? Like, are you are you pretty good? Like, were you hard and this is the script, do it this way, or kind of a little looser and let the actors have some fun yeah, with who, it? Who are you emulating? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my my favorite directors. Oh, I have so many favorite directors. Um, like Paul. Paul Thomas Anderson yeah. is like obviously Boogie Nights and yeah. uh, There Will Be Blood. Um, I really like Sofia Coppola. She's awesome. She did uh, Lost in Translation and uh, Virgin Suicides. From the kind of more horror world, thriller world, um, Ari Aster is a little more Midsommar, if you know that. But um, And then John Carpenter, you know, Halloween. But yeah, with the actors, no, you kind of like the Coen brothers I know fa are famous for like you have to, it's word for word. Yeah. Like you cannot no mess up. Yeah, for me, it's, you know, as long as the foundation's there, you want the actors to have a chance to feel the emotion and kind of put their little spin on it. So I wasn't that hard and fast with it, except for there's a couple key things, you know, like, yeah, there's a couple words that, okay, well, like, this is kind of some exposition, like, oh, this explains that, we yeah. have to hit that. Um, but yeah, directing actors is something that uh, I definitely, I'm going to take an acting class just to kind of like, I want to be able to get in their Good mindset. Good idea. Mm -hmm. Just to how how they and I've read a lot about it, but how they attack things because that's a whole different beast as well. But mo no, every, I'm really happy that everyone on set was very respectful and professional, and everyone had a really good time. Actually, Brian, who's uh, Villalobos, who's the main character in the, in the film, uh, he's so good, and like it's a dark, it's a fairly dark film, but he's such a jokester off camera. He'd be constantly like, making people laugh and doing wacky, zany kind of shit. And I would have to say to him, like, it would, it would drive me crazy, like, because he could just turn it off and he yeah. was good. But, you know, some people, you know, you kind of go into the scene, they're still kind of laughing. But I'm like, Brian, you're fucking killing me. You got to shut the fuck up. And in the most loving way possible, you know, like, Brian, I love you. I love you so much, but shut the fuck up. You know, just because he was, he's so good. At, 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 like, But he's just so affable and lovely. Yeah, he, he was really, really good. And, um, there are a couple, I mean, I've never, I can't think of many movies or TV shows where I, the scene of someone drinking liquid. You can say, you can say. <laughs> Probably my favorite scene in a movie in 2023 is, is the piss drinking yes. scene. Absolutely. Yes. I, I'm yeah. a big yeah. proponent of uh, drinking piss and that was Perfect. A, a magical scene. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I could fulfill your dream. <laughs> it was with such gusto too. Such gusto. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, and I but, love so the buildup of it too because you're like, is he, is that? Is, now it wasn't real a... piss, was it? Wow, uh, was... I, <laughs> my lips are sealed on that one. It's, so we actually, it's funny, we actually did a cast and crew screening here in Austin. And I did a, a family and friends screening in Toronto, which is a, a theater. But the Austin fa uh, family and friends, or sorry, cast and crew screening, when that scene came on, two girls literally walked out. They're like, nope, can't watch that. Oh, like, no. Yes. I did my, no, I did my job. That's great. You wanna, <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't, all... couldn't take my eyes off the screen when he's drinking all that piss. The you, uh, one man's pain is another man's pleasure. <laughs> there was also, uh, I thought the cinematography was really cool. That shot, uh, when he woke up in the tent. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that, uh, your DOP flexing his skills or like, uh, so yeah, that's my partner. No, that was definitely my idea. That was um, sick, man. But he, 
So Josh is my, my, my very good friend and my partner. He'll be working on my next film with me. And like every film I'll, I'll work, he'll, he'll be my guy. I'm, I'm going to have dinner with him on Saturday and, and have beers with him tonight, actually. Good friend of mine. But no, we decided early on, you know, we don't have that much time for all these scenes. It's like, okay, we have to have one scene where we can be called a flex shot. What's something that we can really like make something really gnarly. Uh, we knew that doing that was going to take a bit of time to get the right um, gear set up and everything. But it's like, I knew I wanted that. Um, there's a couple shots like, uh, the film hereditary has a famous shot kind of like that, where, uh, they come through the hallway and they kind of, it's upside down and then it turns. It's not, it's not the same, but it's kind of in that vein. So yeah, it's like, I wanted something like that. And what's something where we can show, you know, cause before that, the scenes like, it's like quite happy when they're going to sleep, like, oh, they're joking around and you want to show like, oh no, like the world's been turned upside down. Like yeah. things are not, things are not okay. So how do you show that? But then also make it look cool. It's also, it's finding like ways that do the scene and the theme and the feeling justice without going overboard sometimes but then it's okay to sometimes get a little gnarly with it yeah no i was uh really i actually watched it like four times because that was like oh fuck how did how did they do that how <laughs> yeah. did they do that yeah, yeah, it's very, very cool. a lot of choreography a lot of choreography there and uh yeah that's i kind of I, I appreciate this stuff you know I, I like a good scene where it's just a locked camera and the actors are acting but every once in a while you kind of want to make people kind of like, you know, kind of turn some heads, if you will. I've been watching a number of Terrence Malick films lately. Oh, yeah. And so some of your nature shots, I was like, okay, I could I could actually watch this one shot for about oh, 65 yeah. seconds more before we move on. But I know you got oh, yeah. to make time. Yeah, well, Terrence Malick, like you're mainly getting in it for the for the beauty, right? You're yeah, like here's, tree of, here's tree 20 of minutes of a blade of grass. Wonderful. <laughs> but, man, but man, that blade of grass just conjures such emotion. <laughs> No, I thought that was uh, really cool. The store, the score was awesome as well. It only well, fit one one BPF song one in there. Only song, one, right? Yeah. yeah, only only one. It was it was a deep cut. Yeah, it was a deep yeah. cut, and uh, I knew right away that that's that's the one I wanted because yeah, it was kind of a connecting scene. Like here's linking this fit this these two people with that those two people, and I don't. I always loved for me that was kind of an, always an underrated Black Pistol Fire song. It's one of my favorite ones to play too. Which it's not, it's not like a big rocker. It's kind of like a slackery kind of song. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love playing that one, and I always loved that song. And was it important to have uh, a character that was in a band as part of this? It's just you know, it's the world I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like an easy. I was thinking about this. There's so many movies that, and I, I really appreciate that, like cover subcultures. You know, whether it's like um, there's a movie called Buffalo where it's like all oh, about telemarketers, or you know. Um, where these jobs or like there's a movie came out last year called jockey it's about jockeys like who yeah. like everyone knows about jockeys but like what the hell do they do no one you know no one knows have the, you seen the, that by the, the way jockey yeah i watched it i heard it's really i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's like amazing it's good i really like it actually josh uh my partner his friends made it it's a really good movie it's shot really like it's shot really cool um not a lot happens, okay. but it's a cool, it's, it's a, you know, it's one of those where it looks great and there's a, there's just not much plot, but it's, it's very beautifully shot film and it's very, and the, uh, the main guy, Clifton Collins, Clifton Jr. Collins. Or yeah. Collins oh, he, yeah. yeah he's, he's incredible. incredible. Yeah. He's incredible. And so it's a pretty it's a heavy, movie, heavy movie, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah. 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 yeah it bit. is. It's yeah, definitely. It's, it's worth a watch for sure. Um, yeah, just so so with me and like I I know the music world yeah. not inside and out, but like especially kind of going from working class musician to you know like I guess I don't know, 
kind of moving up the ladder. I, I kind of know how that works and how those characters, not everyone, because everyone's different, but like I kind of know that world a little better. How many Austin dinner parties have you been to while also having a set to play a few <laughs> hours later? Oh, not many, actually. I guess, <laughs> but it's I probably guess happened. <laughs> it's, it's happened. Yeah, I know. Right. You're right. Dinner's uh, great, but I got to set at midnight. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that happened back, you know, back in the day yeah. when we first started. I'm sure that was quite common, actually. And that happens on the road, too. Right. You're uh, you go to an amazing dinner. It's like, oh, shit, I got to play in like an <laughs> hour Stop and a half. Work. And yeah. 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 And sometimes it's like an amazing. We're lucky that we sometimes know some people in some cities that either own or like have, have like be in at like a really good restaurant and it's like oh this is so good but like i don't want to like ha have this come up you know <laughs> i don't want i don't want to be regurgitating this midway through lost cause you know as i'm thrashing about yeah yeah, yeah. you don't you don't want to risk that business at all um no, which which has happened i've i've thrown up mid song mid set before <laughs> what if was, there was a the, on that last episode we had you on it was a place in in baltimore was it i remember oh, yeah. talking about the food Oh, was it, was it Washington DC? Was it my was favorite? Was it my favorite vegan Thai place? Yeah, I think I that's think so. probably what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which it's not vegan anymore, and I'm also not vegan. Um, but oh man, yeah, Thai Crossing in DC. It burned down the original one we went to. Oh shit. Uh, but the new one's up, and it's it's not. It's man, the old one, the one was so. It's just in a small house, and there's there's no menu. It's like, are you eating? Okay, here's the food. Here's food. Yeah, and it was, and they changed it every day. And it was so good. They changed it now, and there's like an actual menu. But oh man, Thai Crossing is incredible. Yeah, they I, have they have fish and stuff now too. It's got to take some willpower because I bet you get some pretty f good food laid out in front of you before going on stage. Oh, all the time. I, I'll tell you what. One place is both. Oh, Goddamn right. right. <laughs> the, the 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 spread backstage <laughs> is just second to none, and I kind of you know, I get I'm a hungry dude. I eat a lot of food and. uh and part of me is like, I, I just want to eat all of this. Yeah. But again, you got to pace yourself. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever had well anybody power. throw up on stage at Bose. Man, Ryan, we, anybody ever? Not yet. Not yet. Got, okay. Um, every member of one band to throw up on stage at <laughs> Bose one night. That's the goal. But eventually. Well, you'll, you'll get there. Uh, <laughs> and I, and I, I should correct. I never threw up on stage, but I've, I've done the thing where you kind of Oh, have to... yeah. Okay. Anyway. What's worse, that or drinking your own piss? Oh, definitely I think that. I, that. I think that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because right. it, it burns. It does burn. <laughs> it does. It's already burn. I guess it, the other this was in there before too. So, um, on the score end of things, uh, one of the things yes. I love the most is you, like, uh, especially in the opening scene, the tinnitus sound yeah. going oh, yeah. was like because of when I fall asleep, that's there, and that like yeah. it was just bang on, like it just. So that's also I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> where that came from being a being in a band and doing this for a while um yeah that was definitely my, my friend michelle uh saw when i had the cast and crew screen she's like oh my god this guy's this guy is obsessed with water and he has tinnitus and uh, and he has insomnia he's basically you and obviously i'm not i don't have addiction issues like the main character yeah. but um we had the tinnitus is like, yeah it's something i really struggle with you, you know it's especially that's what you notice it when you're stressed out and, and when things are really quiet that's when it hits you so i definitely wanted to portray that and i, I tell people like if they haven't seen this movie before like it might you know it might give you a bit of anxiety if like that kind of stuff bothers you so just be forewarned i got that's, pretty that's thirsty towards the end of it and i'm like uh can i drink this I water drink? i'll double brita filter this i'll pour yeah. it through the brita and then back in Start through the brita drinking your own piss man <laughs> yeah have you ever used a life straw do you know what that is yeah, i've seen those they look cool yeah they're cool. I mean, in the film, it wouldn't have worked though because again, there's chemicals. It doesn't filter out chemicals. Right. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, me, me and my wife do a, a good amount of backcountry, like portage, canoe camping in Canada. And uh, yeah, we always just bring one of those and you can just drink right out of the lake. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice, especially and, on a day when you're covering however many kilometers with your bags yeah. and your canoe. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. The, and, and the, next, the next summer trip you guys are up, and if there's time, the Red Deer River is amazing. For is it really? Can, oh yeah, we canoe that quite regularly. I, I've, I've it's been not there. rough. I remember, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely, is, there's a park there, because I remember our first year there, we had like actually a day off, and I kind of just wandered a park and was like hanging out by the river most of the day, so I've, I've definitely seen that river. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there's cool. some pretty good to be because we've got like uh, the uh, the dry island buffalo jump park, is just outside of Red Deer, so a historic park there. And so, like honestly, you canoe that river and you think you're in a different country. It is just oh, cool. nothing like the rest of the prairie surrounding it. But the Red Deer mm-hmm. River Valley is is quite beautiful. What makes it uh so different? Well, just the terrain of it, right? Like it's in the valley, so like it's just oh. everywhere else around here is just flat, right? It's just flat and fields. Yeah. But when you yeah. get down into that river valley, there's hoodoos and cliffs oh. and and and, and uh, a lot of trees, and it's very different. Oh, cool! I, I definitely want to see it. Yeah, I want. I, that's next time, next year, next year. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Um, cameos in uh, yes. in thirst. Did yes. you have one or two? Uh, technically, I have three. Oh, oh yeah. shit! But. You, but but you can't notice it. Um, so you probably saw you probably saw the one. Well, there's private private property guy. Yeah. Oh, you knew that was me. You could tell that was me. The, there's the ski mask. The, yeah. Ski mask. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That was yeah you. Ski mask was that. Yeah. Okay. And then the guy who takes the butt butt of the shotgun on the on yeah. the lakeside. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that, that was me. And I'll give you I'll give you another one. Um, oh. When she uh, uh, when Vicky is walking and catches her partner with yeah. another woman yeah she's walking to that by that club it's just very really it's before she sees that girl's tweaking out with like talking about stuff on the, the ground and yeah. stuff yeah yeah when she's tweaking out there's like another like uh vagabond on the ground and it's just me with like a hoodie it's oh, like you can't, i'm kind of i'm kind of in the shadows like i don't say anything you don't really see me but it's just like a vagabond kind of there so that's I was I was that vagabond because I can pass as a vagabond. <laughs> so that so that's three. You said there are actually four cameos though. Did you have those a... three? Okay, three. three. Beautiful. Yeah. I was I was like half. I feel feel like I was halfway through, and I was like, man, is he actually not going to put himself in his own movie? Yeah. Yeah, and there's and well, and then there's a bunch of voiceovers that are me too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> but they're was... background voiceovers. Um, how did you work the location scouting? Because it wasn't like you guys shot on many different places by the looks of it. Yeah, initially my my the idea was like essentially two pla or three places. Like, okay, I want the main character's house, the yeah. other character's house, and then the pond location. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being oh my god, uh, yeah, a lot more than that. Yeah, the that office was, building. That, yeah, there, yeah. there was, so there ended up being a lot, and that was that was tricky. That was one of the toughest parts: is finding the place. It was a lot of just googling, and then um, getting a, the right convenience store that would like agree to it. And then yeah, then you got to get someone that will allow filming, and then sign because you can't just they can't just be like, oh yeah, you can film. You have to get like them to sign. I was gonna say, do something. you have to have like permits for shooting? Oh, not necessarily permits. You just have to have them sign a location release, okay. so that's so that they can't like stop the movie from coming out because you weren't allowed to film there, yeah. even if they. Even they verbally said you did. You have to have something in writing. Uh, but the main character's house, I'll, I'll let, let you in a little secret, is uh, is my house. I thought. Maybe. I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> There's one, because the, the the first time we had you on, I think we had started out on your, you were on your back step. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then there was a guy chainsawing the tree, so you came that's inside. Right. But there was a, <laughs> pa- right. honestly, there was a pass by the window, and I'm like, I bet you that's his house. Yeah. I think that- 
It would just be yeah, too so. easy. And he probably signed the location release pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Did sign it right away. I was like, you know, I should probably, probably get this done. Um, so that's my, so that a lot of the movie was shot here, which was, which is great in a lot of ways, but then talking about exhausting the scenes, that, the days where we shot here, I was the writer, the producer, the director. And then when everyone was gone, I was the janitor for a yeah. couple hours <laughs> yeah, yeah, cleaning yeah. up, uh, which was a lot of work. But, um, and yeah, the, the, the biggest thing I was worried about was getting that right kind of pond ranch location. And that was kind of hard to find. I kind of looked everywhere and then I finally found this one is actually on Airbnb and, and it's not where we shot, but it's the same owners. Me and my cinematographer drove out there and it's in LaGrange, Texas. If you know the song LaGrange mm -hmm. by ZZ Top, it's out in LaGrange, which is about an hour from Austin. And I, 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 we drove up and the, the pond that we went by the house kind of wasn't right. And then they're like, oh, well, we have something like that over there. And so we drove on their ranch to another side. I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I envisioned in my mind. And they couldn't have been, talk about dream scenario. Not, not only were they like, oh, you can shoot here. They were stoked about it. And That's you know, awesome. she, the wife, they're kind of an older, kind of like, you know, very artsy couple. She went to art school and he was a, you know, he was a musician as well. So it couldn't have been more perfect. But man, I'll tell you something. I'll give you a little story about that that location. So when we went there the first time, you know, there's that pond, it's this big kind of expansive area. We got there, me and my cinematographer, we were like, this, I was like, this is perfect. This is what I envisioned in my mind when I wrote it. We went back, that was like two months before we shot. We went back there was, and there was no animals that first time. The second time we went back, which is about a week before we were going to shoot, I wanted to scout things and kind of plan where we were kind of putting the set, the, where the sets were going to be and kind of like where some of the shots are going to be. Just do some some reconnaissance. And we went there and there was just cows everywhere. And then because <laughs> there was cows everywhere, there was cow shit yeah. everywhere, just everywhere oh. by that pond. And so, and you couldn't go several steps without stepping it. So the whole time you know we're, we have a week before that we're kind of filming everything in the back of my mind is like what man what are we going to do like i can't have people just stepping in shit the whole time or the actors worrying about stepping in shit to like kind of get them off their game so i just kind of stewed about that for a whole week and then finally like it was the day before we had one day off in, in filming and i decided you know I'm, I, I can't ask anyone to go there and shovel shit i can't do do that so on my one day off, I went, drove an hour each way and shoveled shit for eight hours to make to clear the area out. And then literally when I was there, literally when I was there, I got a call that one of the actors in the scene the next day had COVID, so he couldn't be in the scene. Uh, so I had to come home and rewrite the script that oh, night, which shit. actually ended up, yeah, which which worked out better. It actually, to be honest, like the story ended up, it was, it was he wasn't like a major part of the scene, but he was in several scenes. Just rewrote it and it worked out better. But yeah, talk about stress <laughs> god damn dude all that yeah. work so you're not you're you said you're not producing again <laughs> uh oh I, I, so i will be a producer right but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the main one had you had like, any previous farming experience up until that point uh yes actually yeah um yeah i, I did I, well, my 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 I've never worked there but my wife uh works at a goat dairy part-time uh in the when it's kidding season I didn't work there, but I've kind of hung out there a little bit. And then, yeah, done done some planting and done some some things like that. But, um, yeah, never never shoveled that much shit. Eight hours was, of shoveling shit. Yikes. Yeah, no, nothing even close to that, actually. Maybe, like, <laughs> ten minutes of shoveling shit. That was, that was a world record for me. Um, you mentioned your next film. Yeah. Anything you can reveal? Oh, for sure, yeah. So been uh been picked up by a company out of the UK called Bluefinch 
Bluefish Congrats. Releasing, great, excellent company, and uh, got a company uh, they're executive producing, and the sales agent. We've got Evram Ursoy, who runs uh, Beyond Fest, the biggest horror festival in North America. He's producing as well. It's called Collapse. Uh, I'll give you kind of like the rundown. Yes, please. Uh, a uh, a famous action star from the early 2000s is being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight, essentially, in his house when uh, something happens and uh, violence ensues. I don't want to like, kind of spoil what it is, but it's a real a real time thriller. I'm, I'm interested. So, I'm yeah. intrigued. Yeah. Yep. And so, it's a good sell line. Uh, yeah. You... The camera. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit because, you know, it's, gonna, it's not going to come out for like a you know, year and a half, two years, probably. But um, he basically. Uh, holds the camera something happens and he ends up holding the camera crew hostage okay very cool that sounds awesome and now have you yeah. done casting and everything or no but i have it, it, it it'll be a much bigger budget to the point where you'll know like you'll know the lead actor like it'll be someone oh that's very recognizable that's so exciting uh, dude and i have my top 10 list um so yeah we'll see who it we'll see who it ends up being crazy and i'm just man. gonna put it out there if you need a radio yeah. announcer voice like you did in thirst yeah. we're more than happy <laughs> to you know be on a radio in the background somewhere <laughs> you know what so yeah i used austin radio people for that last one i, I honestly for the next time i do need that you guys are my guys because i gotta switch it up right I can't oh, that... <laughs> give us our big break yeah. as radio announcers yeah. fake radio announcers I mean, <laughs> I mean you have you well you'd be real radio announcers <laughs> You know, just uh, reading a script. Very but, terrible. Uh, at it. Have... We'll, we'll get cut. So wait, so wait, when are you hoping to start shooting Collapse? Like next summer or? Uh, no, hopefully early next year. God damn. Uh, yeah. And then I've also got then then next fall that that'll be somewhere in. I don't know where that's going to shoot yet, but I actually have two other ones that will. I don't know which one will be first, but they will shoot hopefully in Canada next fall. Oh, shit. Um, there's Outpost, which is basically like a whodunit slasher. Uh kind of mystery uh in uh you know you guys probably know in canada we have like outpost fishing camps where like, yep, they're yep. so far like you you have to access by seaplane. Yep. yeah so it's basically a slasher whodunit with a bunch of friends that happens there um and yeah that, i'm hoping to hoping that'll be next fall because i already had some meetings on that one too so crazy yeah. dude you're busy as fuck yeah. dude yeah i gotta gotta do things and then and, and i'll give you a little black pistol fire nice. is gonna be hitting the studio okay uh coming up soon we're hoping it's next month we don't know yet for sure but hoping next month um yeah there's trying to get someone else cool in the studio to to work with and then yeah there'll be a lot of new black pistol fire music next year awesome and a big old tour coming around we'll be up that way i don't know when yet but definitely up in red deer hell yeah goodness i'm tired just thinking about your next two years Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy though because I think I do think a lot like the Black Whistle Fire touring and the one film are gonna kind of come pretty close to each other. So that is kind of daunting right now. But I'm 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 happy I get to be home for a couple months right now, so I can kind of enjoy it, knowing what's happened. Yeah, it's gonna next year's gonna be pretty crazy. I'm just gonna enjoy it's it's a lot of creating, and that's what you do. But I mean, obviously, your brain needs a little bit of a a downtime here and there. So what do you what do you do to get that to just kind of shut that portion down for a bit? Uh, Yeah. Oh man. Me and my wife were just up in, uh, in, we were just there last week in Ontario. We go, we go to the cottage. Nice. And uh, a lot of kayaking and paddling. And I love, I love backcountry canoeing. I'm actually next week going uh, surfing in Waco, Texas. Cool. Uh, there's, there's a surf, there's a surf pool there. And I've only, I've only ever gone surfing in the Pacific Ocean. When, it's, it's almost always in San Diego when we have a show later that day. Cause right. The, the, the venue is literally across the street from the beach and they have a surfboard. So, you know, I don't want to like tucker myself out too much. So I'm going to go to the wave pool and kind of actually learn how to do it. That's so, sick, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, just that's, do stuff like that. That's awesome. That's and, a, that sounds and, beautiful. And, and then that same night, I'm going to see Depeche Mode for the third time this oh, year. So. Oh, wow. Third time God this damn. year. Third time this year, yeah. They're one, wow. of my, they're one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And I feel like this may be their last tour. Not guaranteed, but it's a very good possibility. So they're one of my top five favorite bands. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I saw them in Vegas and San Antonio. Vegas, San Antonio, and then Austin is next week. In Vegas, I actually sat behind Backstreet Boy Nick Carter. Get out of um, here. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole time I was, wow. I was like, oh, who's, who's, who's this guy just taking videos this whole time? He's like taking videos. Because I was, I was really into it, into the show. I know, you know, words to every song. Kept trying to take a video. I'm like, Ooh, who is this guy? And then one of the girls in our, in our group was like, that's, that, that's Nick Carter. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, tell him to put his fucking phone down. <laughs> yeah. he, re- he recorded a lot. He recorded a lot. Um, now, other than Thirst, which again, any of our listeners, yep. viewers can get in Canada on Apple, on Apple. TV. Um, Apple TV yeah. Do you have a favorite film of 23 so far? Ooh, man, I dug Oppenheimer. I thought yeah. Oppenheimer was awesome. Yeah, it's uh, seen it a few times now. Really good. And honestly, Barbie was funny as hell. I enjoyed it. Barbie was great. <laughs> I I just, I, I didn't know that it was just a straight up comedy. Yeah, it was hilarious. Just, uh, is it? Yeah. It's not, it's not like, yeah, it's just a, a straight up comedy, which I feel like I haven't seen in theaters since, I don't know, Licorice yeah. Pizza or some something. Yeah, it, it, man, it made, me, it made me laugh out loud. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, Talk to Me was also oh, God damn it. good, but like the first scene in Talk to Me was like kind of the one where, for a directing standpoint, the the oneer they call it. Yeah. It's when like it's a, you know, a beautiful one no shot. Cuts. Yeah, beautiful one shot and and talk to me. Oh man, that first scene and talk to me was incredible. That's the kind of movie I searched for it a couple. You mentioned Ari Aster, like Ari yeah. Aster. I have a weird thing because I don't watch a ton of horror, but I'll like whenever Ari puts a movie out, I'll read the screenplay before, and that will make my decision. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. I've still never seen Hereditary. I read that screen. I don't yeah. need to see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched Midsummer After, which was amazing, incredible. It's, wi- it's wild. It's, yeah. it, it's, the, it's the movie I've talked about the most in my life to yeah. people that haven't seen it. I kind of like, it's it's unlike anything you've ever and re- seen. And reading the screenplay beforehand, like it it is it is so dark and horrific. Oh, I bet. But watching it is very different because it's all in daylight. Like so, it's, it's so pretty. Wild. Um, yeah. But uh, Bo's, have you seen Bo's Afraid yet? Yeah, I did. Well, I went to the theater to watch Bo's Afraid, and uh, there's parts of it that were awesome. Oh, okay. A lot of it was weird, <laughs> as it's going to be. And then oh, I just kind of dragged on a little bit. It was a little long. Okay. Um, it was good. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I've seen Midsommar probably like four times. Yeah. Uh, and Hereditary twice. Hereditary is good, but yeah, Midsommar. So good. But um, yeah, I was, I was I, trying to find the screenplay for Talk to Me uh, a couple weeks ago because I was like, shit, this is going to be the movie of the year for horror horror fans. Yeah. Which I'm not opposed to, but I just can't handle it all. I don't know if I'll oh, be man. able to watch that one. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I can't wait for that new David Fincher one coming out. Oh, the killer stuff. looks so good, yeah. dude. It's going to be a great oh, yeah. year. We got Fincher back with another whatever kill movie. You got Michael Mann yeah. returning. I don't know, are you guys yeah. excited about the Scorsese? The Killers oh, of the yeah. Flower oh, yeah. is the one I'm oh, yeah. probably looking forward to yeah, the most. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. That, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. And then, man... Napoleon. Oh, dude, yeah, Scott. right. I saw that. I went and, saw that trailer in theaters a couple weeks ago. It was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I actually, so I actually saw Oppenheimer in IMAX. Yeah, and they had that. I, I didn't even know there was a Napoleon movie coming out, and then that preview came on in IMAX. I was like, oh my god, yeah. what is this? It looks so vast. Well, that's yes. funny. Talking about like everybody loves trailers. So what about putting the the trailer together for Thirst? How, how like what was the process oh, yeah. like for that? Like to just narrow it down into that 
60 second tease? Yeah, that's that, that's a great question. It's very tricky. I basically, you know, I'd seen the movie so many times. Like, well, what do I want to convey? It's the movie is a bit of a mystery. I don't want to like how can I like, entice people and kind of give the littlest bit of like what's happening, but not give it away. Because once if they if they knew right away what it is, you know, you you want the mystery kind of still to be a mystery. So that was that was actually very tough. Um, yeah, it was hard, and I, I I don't know. I just kind of watched the movie and kind of like sat there with a, a yellow legal pad. I watched the movie three times in a row and just kind of like took some notes and then just like pieced, okay, this scene, that scene, that scene. And I sat with my uh, cinematographer and we put it together in, in a day. And uh, it's an art yeah, in it's, itself. It's, uh, really, honestly, it's an art in itself. and a very important piece of art because that's what's going to, that's especially. probably the number one thing that's going to draw people to watch it. Well, right? and if you don't your... have marketing teams building the trailer, right. then yeah. you're left with a little more freedom to <laughs> yeah. leave some mystery. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm great. I'm grateful. To, yeah. It's, it's your biggest piece of marketing. Like you said, Peter, um, I was grateful to be able to do it and enjoyed it. And I'm, so actually with, when you, uh, when you sign with it, like the next ones, I probably, I actually, it'll be like actual marketing companies that do do it. So I will have input, but less. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that ends up being. Yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah. with, with these kinds of movies though, it's like, I forget what movie it was, but I started watching the trailer a couple weeks ago. I was like, okay, I can't watch this because right. From what I Too can much. see, it's That's... they're either revealing everything, every little plot point of this film that I'm very excited to see. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're gonna do a, a swerve, which I do appreciate where like everything in the trailer happens in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, nothing, that is also nothing good. better than that. I fucking love when that happens, but it's always yeah. a gamble. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely a good thing. Uh, yeah, I try to I actually try to avoid trailers now because I, I kind of if it's something I know I want to see, I kind of want to go in blank. Like all those films you just named, like uh, Killers of the Flower Moon and and the Killer and uh, all those, I'm gonna go in blank. I don't I don't want to know anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I could. I'm gonna I'm gonna see them. So that is true. That is true. Well, uh, Eric, thank you so much. Yeah, you guys, second get second time. I, Absolutely. I, uh, I it's an honor. Can I get like I'll, I'll make a plaque for myself? <laughs> yeah, because we're probably not going to do <laughs> well, it. Well, I'd thought about yeah, it earlier, but that's a lot of work. Um, congrats oh. on the film, dude. It's uh, thank it's you guys so super much. cool, and uh, yeah, I, I hope the next uh, few months go well, and we hear some even more exciting news. I can't wait to see and hear yeah. everything that's coming from you in the next little while. I, th thanks so much, dudes. I can't wait to be back up there. Yeah, by, oh, by yeah. that, but maybe the next film will be done by the time we're back up there next year. And uh, yeah, new BPF music. Hell yeah, man. Are you on Letterboxd? Uh, I think so. What is okay. that? That's the, the movie app. Oh, I'm not actually. Okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Just look into it. I guess you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so cool. we'll, we'll make it official. When we have you on for the third time, we'll record it in a canoe going down oh, the Red Deer River. Right? That's, I think that's, right. I think that's what we need to do. That's a great idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Hey, I'll steer. I'll do all the work. <laughs> As long as we're not cleaning shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that's it. Hey, I got that covered. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks so much thanks, for hanging Eric. out. Thank you guys Good so much. Man. Hey, love to everyone up there. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, thanks dude. Peace, man. Okay. Eric Owen, now writer, director, producer of feature films. Actorish. Yeah. Ca cameo actor. Many multiple cameos. Good job. I the, the the ski mask I figured, mm -hmm. and I was looking elsewhere, but the ski mask was the only one. Yeah, I, I saw had. those curly locks. I saw that curly Nothing hair. Nothing gets past the keen eye of Patrick Bateman. Really cool movie, though. Thirst, written, directed, produced by Black Pistol Fire's Eric Owen, is out now in Canada. You can purchase it, rent it right now on Apple TV. And look up his uh, company is Eco, or Echo Films, mm -hmm. ECO mm -hmm. Films. And, really, really uh, cool. Stay up to speed. Also, one thing that I didn't, I meant to mention, but uh, Thirst 
uh, the one one of the things I really liked about the movie is that it's uh, you know it's a horror movie. There's a lot of intellectual mystery. I was gonna say like because I typically don't like horrors. Yeah. So I don't know that I throw it into that horror. Like I like like psychological thriller maybe a little better than horror. Like Fair. I was waiting for some kind of gore or yeah. some could because the horror tag did kind of get slapped on it a little bit. Yeah. So I was waiting for something like that. But there's really nothing like like I think of horror. I think it wasn't a gore. slasher. It's film not a slasher for sure. film. Psychological thriller for sure. But any questions that you had about the movie didn't really matter when the post credits hit or the credits hit. Because there's a very, oh, yeah. very, <laughs> yes, the, very the, concise statement. Yes, exactly. Protect your waterways. Yes, exactly the message. So whatever you think was going on in the movie, at the end of the day, the one thing that matters. Here's what I want you to take away end. from this. Protect Boom. your waterways. Protect your waterways. I dig it. Peter Michaels. Patrick Bateman. Where are we? Uh, we are at uh, Creative Communal Studios. Nope. We are at Communal Creative Studios. <laughs> I thought I was going to mess that up earlier myself, actually. Which, by the it's way, we should mention because it has been a while and uh, the boys here have been busy. Go and check out busy. some of the projects that Riley has done video-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, has been absolutely amazing. Stunning. Uh, our good pal Ryan Cooley over in the audio booth over there has a single with uh, a band that he's a part of coming. A One uh, Bad Son? may even be out already by the more time like, this. More like more than one bad son. More than one bad son. <laughs> Lots of cool things going on. Check out. But yeah, uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Communal Creative Studios, CCS by Bose. And you can follow us on our Instagram at The Road the Stage. What else is up? I don't know. We might be back. I hate we'll saying be when back. we're going to be. We're, we're going to be back when? Someday. <laughs>